ancient Greek philosopher Archimedes talked about, um, if you give me a place to stand, I can move the world. Now, what he was talking about is if I had a fulcrum and a lever, I can move anything. I think what moves our world more than anything else is a sense of collective identity, a sense of the, the groups to which we belong that tells us how we should live, what we should value, what is right and wrong, that actually motivates us to action. Now you can see this in any number of ways in the world in which we live today, whether it's uh, the events going on in the Mideast between Israel and the Palestinians and so on, and the collective identity that's involved in the conflict there, whether it's uh, race relations in the U.S. and the sense of the groups to which we belong there, uh, politics in the U.S. and the groups that we belong to within U.S. politics. Over and over again, you can go around the world and you find the things that move people to take action. And that can be violent action. It can be positive actions, healing, hopeful, costly actions will often come from the sense of what it is to be part of the people of which we're a part. Now, what I want to look at in this uh, little series of clips is how I see in Paul's letters, Paul actually works to shape a sense of collective identity to the people and among the people to whom he writes. Now we'll talk about how exactly Paul does that in some segments to come, but I want to talk a little bit here in the next couple of minutes of a few factors about identity so we understand somewhat of what it is that Paul's after. The first thing I'd say is that identity is very complex. We all belong to any number of different groups. First and foremost, we belong to families. We belong to churches. We maybe belong to professional organizations, or at least our sense of identity shapes because of the fact I'm, I'm a, a New Testament professor or whatever it is that, that you may do. Uh, we're shaped by the fact that, for many of us, the nationality we're a part of. We're Americans, and within Americans we may be Democrats, Republics, Republicans. But there's a, a variety of different groups to which we belong. And often those groups to which we belong will overlap and intersect. And which group we feel most loyal to will likely depend upon the, the circumstances we're in. Um, identity is something that's very much contextual. And I may be in certain circumstances where my identity is challenged. And so my identity comes to the fore and becomes stronger. If I belong to one political party and I'm around people from another political party, I may feel these, these feelings of loyalty to being a Republican or Democrat or whichever I, I am. But, but identity and the groups to which we belong is a very complex issue that comes to which one of these various identities come to the fore will vary from time to time and place to place. Now that is to say identity is contextual. How we see ourselves and how we're moved to action depending on how we see ourselves will often depend on the circumstances we find ourselves. Let me give you a quick illustration. I had a faculty colleague when I lived in uh, Kenya. Uh, his colleague was from Ghana and he talked about growing up in Ghana. And his, uh, where he grew up, he was his father's son and his grandfather's grandson. Well, when he packed up one day and went to the National University in the capital city of Accra, 
He was no longer his father's son and his grandfather's grandson. He was a member of the Ga people. When he left uh, Ghana to go to East Africa, to Kenya, to go to seminary, all of a sudden he became not somebody from the Ga people, but a Ghanaian. When he left to come to the U.S. to do doctoral studies, well, now he's an African. Unless, of course, he was with the African Students Fellowship, and then he was a Ghanaian. Uh, unless, of course, he was with the other Ghanaian students, and then he was from the Ga people. Who he was and how he identified himself and how he was identified by others depended upon the circumstances in which he found himself. So, identity is very contextual. Last but not least, identity is not something that's just stable and unchanging. We have what's called, I call the tectonic plate theory of identity, and that is that identity is kind of this thing that just sits on its own like this continent every once in a while bumps up to something else and some crumbs fall off. But basically this thing stays unchanged and stable. It's not actually the case. To, uh, to be an American in the early 21st century is different than what it meant to be an American a hundred years ago because we've had to negotiate what it means to be an American in a new and ever-changing world. So our identity is always evolving. To be a Miller means something different today than what it meant 10, 15 years ago to be part of my family. We've had to live and keep in continuity with what we have understood ourselves to be before, but to negotiate what it means to be in continuity with that with ever-changing new, new circumstances. When we look at the New Testament, what we see are people negotiating what it means to have a new identity now. Messiah has come, has died for our sins, has been raised from the dead. This is all great, but what does it mean now to live as followers of Messiah Jesus in a new day, in a new world created by, the death, by His death and resurrection, what that's brought about? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how Paul works to shape the sense of collective identity in the segments to come. I think it's very important, holds great promise for ministry and uh, for how we live our lives in the place God's put us now.